Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of Internal Budget. As always, Brandon Mackey, staff writer for Silver 7 Sends, coming at you, and the guy with a new Twitter name. Yes, it's no longer at Brandon Mackey 6, it's at Brandon Mackey underscore Y, because Twitter assigned the six to me from the beginning. It bore absolutely no significance to me whatsoever, so it's gone. My guest today is one who is very familiar to all of you. He is a hilarious dude and one of my good friends. And this episode is the first of a very special two-parter. Yeah, Matt Bosty returns to the show to help me break down the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs play-in rounds. And then at the end of all of it, we'll give you our brackets and tell you who we think probably incorrectly, is going to take home the Stanley Cup. So this week, we're going to cover the Eastern Conference play-in rounds, and next week, we'll do the West. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some prime Bosty content. Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast, sir. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe that you keep having me, to be honest. And now this one is actually for hockey knowledge. I gotta say, I think you're making a big mistake, but uh, let's just see what happens. Uh, Well, not much to lose at this point anyway, right? (laughs) Uh, Before we jump into the playoff breakdown here, I think we would be remiss if we didn't address the huge news out of Ottawa this week. Bosty, 2D jerseys, man. Finally. It is uh, about damn time. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm very uh, very vocal on Twitter. Uh, well, about everything. But specifically about Jersey Twitter being kind of a cesspool. But now that I'm, I'm kind of getting into it myself, I'll redact all my old comments. Except, can we all stop giving a crap about the tiny details? The amount of things where I'm like, you know what, I like these jerseys. But why is there not a little white line underneath? Or it's like, well, what about the armbands? Guys, come on. Everyone, yeah. we need to we need to just chill. Let's enjoy these 2D jerseys. We've been bitching about this for years, and it's finally happening. Yeah, I was a fan of the white armband originally, but seeing what they what the concepts have looked like, I mean, how can you even be mad? You know, well, especially because we got the black home jerseys. Like, the, we're getting everything that we've asked for from from the organization. Like, I I, I get people want to be mad, and people still aren't in love with ownership <laughs> and everything like that. But man, like, you got to give the devil its due at some point. Like, they are from what we've heard and what we've seen concept wise, they're gorgeous. It's like someone's like giving us a check for like ten thousand dollars, and there's a portion of people who are like, well, yeah, but like, what about what about like eleven thousand dollars and yeah it's better there's definitely ways to make everything a little bit better but like can't we just be happy with what we're getting in a senator's fandom right now i think we have to just kind of take some positives and not try and like focus on the negatives if that makes any if that makes any sense and these aren't negatives there's nothing negative about this this is just a great situation and i can't wait to buy a shabby jersey or a kachuk jersey or Hell, maybe even a Hogberg jersey if uh, if he keeps playing the way he played last season. Ooh. 
Yeah, man. I- I'm really excited for it. I'm definitely going to break the bank on a few of these jerseys. <laughs> Bosti, last time I had you on, we were talking about what the playoff format might look like. <laughs> And our thoughts on it and our thoughts on the lottery, which I, I think it's fair to say we were lukewarm on it at best. Mm-hmm. But uh, now that we've seen what the playoff matchups and more specifically the play-in matchups are going to look like, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, so I find it kind of hard to, to quantify my own thoughts here just because I'm so excited for hockey. Like I have watched so much terrible, terrible television, Netflix, Disney Plus, doesn't matter, <laughs> for the last three months that I am ecstatic for something that's new. Like, these aren't replays. These these games are probably going to be garbage, too. And that's the part that I think I'm most excited for, is these players haven't played for three months, and they have this quick, like, mini training camp, and then they're going to have to play some high-tempo playoff-style hockey. We are going to see a mess on the ice and I am pumped. I still think it's ridiculous that these are this like play-in lottery, play-in, but also playoffs kind of limbo that these teams are in. But yeah. I'm excited for hockey. But I also think this is kind of hilarious. I think I think that's a great way to put it. But <laughs> I'm with you, man. I, I'm just so ready to watch some hockey right now. It, it, it's unbelievable. Why don't we dive right into it here? Uh, and okay. I think uh, since we're covering the Eastern Conference this week, we should probably start with the series that I think we're both going to be watching very closely. Let's yeah, talk New about York the- Islanders of Florida. The Ooh. two. Uh, no, keep going. Keep- <laughs> I was going to say, let's talk about <laughs> the Leafs and the Blue Jackets. Uh, yeah, Battle y- of know, the Blues. Yeah, this is a really interesting matchup because both teams exist on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. You have the Maple Leafs, who are just an offensive powerhouse they've skill wise you could make an argument that they have the best forward core in the league when you talk about Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Tavares like that's a great team that puts up a ton of points but defensively they've left something (laughs) to be desired this year uh they are 26th in goals against per games played um Freddie Anderson has struggled at times this year though his record is still pretty solid at 29 13 and 7 uh, and then on the flip side, you have Columbus, who is 27th in goals for per games played, but they're tied for third in goals against per games played. They only give up 2.61 goals per game. Uh, and a lot of that has come down to goaltending. They've had pretty solid goaltending throughout the year. Uh, but what are your kind of initial thoughts at first glance when you look at this series? So I, I look at it and my gut says there's no way the Leafs lose just because they have the experience on their team. They have they have Tavares leading them. You have Matthews, who, as much as I love to meme him on Twitter, I think he's an outstanding player, and I think he's going to come in with a, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and really put up some numbers in these first few games. But my biggest concern is Anderson. That guy is such – he's a fantastic goalie, but he's a slow starter. Mm-hmm. You think back to uh, you think back to October and November last year, and he was letting in soft ones. He was giving up goals in the last five minutes that he had no business giving up. And yeah, his record ended up being 29-13 and seven throughout the uh, the rest of the season. But I'm remembering those games at the start of the year that had uh, that had our, our real good friends on Twitter yelling and uh, making some really good retweet worthy tweets that I could send out and have a chuckle about. So. <laughs> If he can't come in prepared, it doesn't matter that their leading scorer on the Jackets is Wierenski. 
because anyone can put a, uh, a puck by him when uh, when Anderson isn't on top of his game. When you have Cody Cece in front of him, you have Riley who hasn't played for what seven months. Yeah. So and it, that's that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough on the Leafs. But I think that I think that Tavares, Marner, and Matthews will be enough of a force that they'll be able to to win. It's just a, a best of five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they're going to they can win three out of five, and I think. <sighs> I think I think that both teams kind of have no chance afterwards. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> they're they're going on to play Boston after. So well, yeah. we got to see about that weird play in or round robin tournament that happens. Well, the winner of this one plays first. So but I think may- do they not? Oh yeah, the round robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I know that's bad. that's the weird part that throws another weird thing in it. So if Boston doesn't, but yeah, I think Boston. Well, let's save that for for later on. That's a that's a teaser for the listeners. We'll uh, we'll get to that <laughs> right. once we have a couple more down. But it, do, what do you think? Who do you think is going to be the biggest factor in this series? It's got to think is going to be the biggest factor. I, I gotta agree with you. It, it's going to be Anderson. Columbus can't yep. score goals. They're twenty seventh <laughs> in goals for per games played. Like you were talking about their points leaders. Like it's it's Dubois and you know it's it's a bunch of guys who really have no business being a team's top point scorers. I think Nyquist is number two. And don't get me wrong, those guys are all phenomenally talented. But if we're talking about last year's Blue Jackets that had oh, Artemi yeah. Panarin and Matt Duchesne, and even aside from Sergei Bobrovsky, like that's a, I think that's a more competitive Columbus team. But well, like they are so good defensively mm-hmm. um, that if Freddie Anderson doesn't show up, then the Leafs are in trouble because because. It, you know, if he's giving up soft ones like he was before and Columbus gets solid goaltending, then this one could be really close. I'm taking the Leafs in four, maybe five, but yeah. but because because I do think that they are so good offensively. And now that they're finally healthy, they really are going to put up some points, especially when you think the defensive systems are, are probably going to be a little lackluster to start just given the <laughs> long layoff. Uh, I, I, I'm taking the Leafs, but if Anderson doesn't show up, there's no reason why Columbus can't do what they did last year and knock off a, a better team than them. Yeah, absolutely. And Tortorella isn't—I'm Tortorella is a coach that I love watching, but I never want him to be the coach of the team I support just because he's such a such a volatile guy. I think I'd always be on the edge of my seat to know what he would do for. Uh, to the team, scare some players off and, and such. But I think that he comes in with a plan almost better than any other coach in the league. And you go back to his time on, on Tampa, uh, and when they won that cup, there was a tailor-made plan for every single round that they faced, whether it was St. Louis being a big pain in the ass in front of the net or St. Louis being the uh, the outlet passes from the neutral zone to f- uh, feed LeCavier. He sees the game in a different way, and I think that he really gets under uh, – well, he gets under a lot of people's skin. But I think he gets under the skin of opposing coaches, and I think Sheldon Keith's a really good coach. Uh, I think that he's much better uh, for this young – well, youngish Maple Leafs team than Babcock ever was. Was, but I worry that he doesn't have the experience in in this kind of uh, in this kind of space to be able to change his systems on the fly, change his matchups, and uh, not let Tortorella get into his mind and uh, and just kind of take over the game just from from a brain perspective. The yeah. old Boucher, the Boucher mode, where uh, <laughs> he can win you a, a series on his own, but then. <laughs> 
<laughs> things kind of fall apart after. But uh, then again, you kind of think about the Blue Jackets, and you're like, well, who are you going to throw out? Let's say you mind game them, and you get some good good picks. It's like, well, is Nick Foligno going to be the guy that you're going to send out to try and be your secret weapon? Yeah. Nothing against Foligno, but like their uh, their talent really does drop off on the Jackets. Yeah, if if they're gonna if they're gonna win the series, they're gonna have to frustrate Toronto just out of their minds. Like they're gonna have to play a really stingy defensive structure, and just pray to God that they get solid <laughs> goaltending. Uh, why don't we jump down to the next one here? I, I think to me we're looking at probably the most lopsided matchup in the entire playoffs. Uh, you have a team who is just, for lack of a better word, dynamite. Uh, in the Pittsburgh Penguins, both offensively and defensively, they are really solid. They score a lot of goals. They don't give up too many. Possession-wise, they're really good as well. They've got great coaching with Mike Sullivan. The goaltending has been a question mark for them throughout the year. Tristan Jari had a nice season. Uh, Matt Murray did not have a nice season. But come playoff time, you never know. Like To me, it's never good to kind of have that goaltending controversy, controversy going into the, into the playoffs. And their opponent, the Montreal Canadiens, doesn't score a lot of goals, gives a good amount of goals up. But interestingly enough, they were the second best possession team in the league this year. A 54.43 Corsi percentage is really good for a team that finished, you know, that finished, I think, what was it, 12th in the East? Uh, a good season at a carry price. To me, this matchup heavily favors the Penguins. Uh, I think the only way Montreal could pull this one out is if Carey Price becomes the Carey Price of old. And, <laughs> and you know, it's been a while. It's yeah, been a while since we've seen that. Yeah, it has. And nothing against him. He's, he's nope. a fantastic goaltender. But he's going to have to put up probably a close to 930 save percentage to even give the Canadians a shot in this series. Are, are you kind of thinking something similar? Oh, easily. It's also, like, if you think about the fact that Montreal's kind of identity right now is based on Max Domi. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of what he brings. And I don't like the guy. I don't, I'm, I hate playing against him, but I have a feeling it's the same kind of feeling uh, that play, our teams have for Brady Kachuk. For so sure. I, I can understand, but if he can't play, and that's fine. I hope that he looks after his health, number one. I hope that every single hockey player in this situation looks after their health before, uh, before wanting to compete in this. Uh, I think that they're without a prayer. I think that without Max Domi, the uh, you could have Carey Price with a nine nine thirty. You could have him with a nine fifty, and I still think they're going to lose one nothing more often yeah. uh, <laughs> than than Pittsburgh. And well, let's think about this. Pittsburgh, their biggest issues uh, in previous years going into playoffs have been injuries. Crosby's not as young as he used to be. Melkin is always kind of nursing something. You got Latang, who has been kissed by a witch. He's cursed. He's got. Uh, he's had so many awful things that have happened to him. Mm-hmm. They've had three months to rest and work out and just to get their strength back. And yeah, there's going to be some rust. But what team? You look at. You look at the East. You look at the West. What team would you choose to have a like? Uh, a series to kind of just get back into it. It would be the Habs. Yeah. They don't hit hard. They don't, they don't, they're not that fast. They've got a few fast players, but they're not going to be like, uh, like Edmonton where they're rushing up and down the ice and you have to keep up there. They're just a team. They're a team that has some, some dynamic, but they have no business being in here. I agree. They have no business out of every team here. They have zero business being in this thing. And Pittsburgh is going to win in, in three. I think. I I can't see I can't see them dropping it unless Matt Murray or uh, Jerry like loses an arm. Yeah, I I see Pittsburgh probably taking it in three, maybe four. 
it's really hard for me to figure out a scenario where Montreal comes away with this series. I think, like you said, Pittsburgh needs to find some uh, semblance of solidity in net. Uh, based on his statistics, I think Jari's probably that guy, at least for now. And the advantage that they have is Murray is a proven playoff performer. So even if it <laughs> yep. so even if it doesn't go well after a game or two, they can turn it back to him, as Sens fans very well know. Ugh, uh, I, I will never forget that moment when who was it that scored the goal that chased uh, Flurry? Was it Broussard or was it? I think it might have been. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I think it was Bizarre. For some reason, I'm also thinking Dezingle, but it was just because Dizzy scored yeah. so many beautiful goals on Mathot, that. Uh, Mathot scored that game, too. It might have been him. Yeah, might have been. Yeah. But I remember when I did it, I was like, no, 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 no. I, I like Fleury and Nett. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's dial it back a little bit. Yeah, I had a bad feeling there, too. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of goaltending, though, who knows? Maybe a rested Carey Price could be the X Factor for Montreal. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, like, he's had a lot of time to rest up he played a ton of games this year so you know so if he gets a chance to kind of if if the rest has done him good then that could spell some trouble for the penguins i think he's i I believe price is one of two goalies in this playoffs that's played over 50 games i think the other one is hellebuck Mm -hmm. um but yeah like that could really spell trouble for pittsburgh well and, and price too like he he wasn't fantastic. He wasn't that lights out price that we've seen years before. But I, he was still twenty seven wins. I'm trying to think. Let me. Uh, yeah, he still had twenty seven wins and under three point oh GA for a team that uh, was pretty bad in the East. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it's it's respectable numbers. And if he comes in in that kind of Zen like I can't be beat state, he can win a series. He can absolutely win a series. I just can't see it happening against Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and uh, and the rest uh, rest of Pittsburgh's Cup winning uh, winning roster here. It's going to be a challenge for sure. Uh, one thing that we haven't really touched on is neither team has a very strong blue line when you look at it. Um, neither team's defense uh, defensive core is very deep. So it really is going to come down to goaltending, I think, because I see both teams putting up a decent amount of high-danger chances. The Penguins probably more, just based on talent. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like Price could be the X factor in any kind of series here. Um, yeah, why don't we move on here to the Islanders and the Florida <laughs> Panthers, the, think, the most exciting series. <laughs> I, this is... This is by far out of both both conferences in my opinion the worst series you've got you've got the islanders who what what was their record going in for the last like 10 games sense fans know because we've been watching their first round pick oh go. yeah i, I don't uh, know it off like, the top of my head but they were not good the last 10 didn't games. they like not win a game they had like two overtime losses and eight or something like that it was it was absurd absurd how hard they were slumping which uh, which does not make me feel good about a team going into this, especially with three months off mm-hmm. on all that. If they weren't gelling before, it's going to be an uphill climb to get that chemistry back. And then Florida, what did they do this year? Um, they scored a lot of goals, but that's about it. Yeah, like that's just it. They scored goals. Eh? Bob was bad. Yeah. They changed coaches half. Well, no, they had they had Quenville from the start. They had Quenville from the start. Yeah. Uh, but it just it didn't feel like they ever had an identity outside of Barkov good. Yeah. 
Huberdeau going to be fine and, and, and stuff like that. And they've got these good players. you got Hoffman who can score. You've got you've got it just it just feels like no one gave a shit about them whether it was management whether it was the players themselves so i i see a team that's really kind of never never really showed me the the jump that i wanted to see but it's a team that started losing Mm -hmm. so i have no clue what's gonna happen this series it's interesting what you said about quenville because I think out of the entire playoffs, this is the best coaching matchup. Uh, you have Quenville in Florida, and he's got yep. an awesome staff with Andrew Burnett and Derek McKenzie, who are both really good hockey minds. We're both solid players in their day. And you got Barry Trotz uh, on Long Island with one of the best defensive structures we've seen in years. Ever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's one of the best defensive tacticians, uh, especially when it comes down to playoff time. We were When we were talking about the Leafs and the Jackets, uh, we were talking about two teams on opposite ends of the opposite ends of the spectrum. I think Florida and the Islanders are even more so. Florida <laughs> yeah. is a great offensive team. They are so talented up front. Huberto, Barkov, Hoffman, even Yandel on the blue line put up 45 points this year, I think it was. Like this team can really put the puck in the back of the net. And then the Islanders, 2.7 goals per game, 22nd, not great. But 2.79 goals against per game. They were ninth. Uh, and that's with um, goaltending that I wouldn't put in the upper class of the league. Varlamov with, and Grice. Yeah, yeah. Var- Varlamov and Grice. Uh, the best one was Varlamov, and it was a 914 save percentage and 2.62 goals against the average. That's not fantastic, but it's not terrible. Uh, and then the Panthers defensively were horrible. They gave up 3.25 <laughs> goals goals against per game. And a lot of that, you know, how much of it comes down to, to Bobrovsky, it's hard to say. Um, it, the Panthers just don't have that defensive talent, I don't think. Yandel and Ekblad are really good defensemen, but what do they have um, apart from that? Uh, Mackenzie Wieger, I think, is another one. He's yeah, pretty good. I, I, I think he needs time. I think he needs. I know he's like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. In in that range, but has he played that many playoff games? Has he played that kind of that high pressure hockey? No. And I don't think he has in the NHL. So this this might be one of those Florida series where they're gonna lose, <laughs> just because or whatever happens, it might be one of the ones where they learn a lot and come back next year with a little bit of extra experience, a little bit of an identity, and just absolutely be lights out. Yeah. kind of thing but I just I don't see it this year I, I think like... I think that's a good way of putting it I'm, I'm not sure though because it, and that's the thing about these play-in rounds is because of yeah. the long layoff it's so hard to predict right so man I think this is going to be my hot take I'm taking the Panthers I yeah, really yeah. am I oh, think that's I think I, they have a better chance yeah I do too I, yeah. I agree I agree with you on this is I think that they are it's going to be weird. I think no matter what, this is good. I think it's five games. I, I think this one would be the one where if I had to put my money on this going to a, a deciding match, it would be this series right here. And I think it's going to come down to the fact that Florida is just a better... If I look at both rosters side by side, I pick Florida 100%. I do too. I, I, I think Bobrovsky, I think the rest is going to do him good. And he always shows up in the playoffs. He was spectacular in the playoffs last year against Tampa and against Boston. Um, yep. So I, I think that gives them the edge. But 
Ilya Sorokin just signed with the Islanders, right? Yeah, but do you so, play him? Like, I guess you you, might. you've got nothing to lose because it's well, it's like it's the play-ins. Like, go for it. You got to go do something crazy. I think right now, but can you imagine? Just be like, and here's our new goalie, here's our systems, and let's see what happens. Like, that that just seems crazy to me, but it's a pretty damn good goalie. It'll depend on whatever happens in their camp. But when you yeah. have goaltending that um, has been kind of so-so throughout the year, and you get this kid who comes in and just steals the show in training camp, how do you not play him? You know, even if things don't go well in game one, you might just throw them in there. It's And that's the thing about a five game series, too, is you don't have a lot of time to hem and haw about things. You know, whereas you might whereas you have more time in a seven game series, you got to make a call when it, in this five game series. So who knows? Maybe Sorokin could be the X factor. Um, is he enough to compensate for the Isles lack of scoring? I, I don't know. But I think experience wise, you have to give it to the Islanders. But I, I like Florida. I like the fact I like Florida's offensive machine that they have going. They put up a lot of points, so I, I think I'm taking them. Like, do you think Sorokin could be the X factor, or do you think this? Oh, is just... I, I think he could. I think that he's he's one of the best uh, best goaltending prospects. I just I I worry for any goalie, anyone when your first taste of action is the NHL playoffs or play-ins. For sure. Just just because that's so much pressure. But then again, no fans. You kind of have the uh, the built-in excuse of these are the weird COVID, uh, the COVID playoffs. Mm-hmm. This is just for experience thing. He might go in fresh. He might go in kind of kind of in a good mental spot and just completely steal the show. But I think about the idea of Barkov coming down the ice, shooting shooting from his sneaky little angles, crossing yeah. it back over, and 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 just I I can't see it. I can't see anyone stepping in and being able to completely win a series on their own without any previous NHL experience. Uh, and I don't think the Islanders have a good enough uh, group in front of him to really kind of enable that. But I'm excited for it. I'm mm-hmm. a lot more excited for that this series because who knows what's going to happen than I am for uh, Pittsburgh Canadians. Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely the more interesting matchup, but I'm going to go with Florida as well. And that'll bring us to the last series before we actually discuss the round robin. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Carolina and the New York Rangers. And I think, you know, I, I-, I said before that Toronto and Columbus is probably the most interesting series for me. I think this is the one I'm most excited for. I think this is going to be some great hockey in this series. Well, I, I also love the fact that uh, Carolina was one of the only teams to uh, vote against this format because they were afraid of the Rangers. Mm-hmm. They knew they would uh, they would sync up with the Rangers, and the Rangers have had their number all year. Uh, I don't. This is a tough one to pick. Like yeah. I'm looking at their rosters right now, and it's there's neither team jumps out. It's not like you look at you look at Pittsburgh and you're like, how are you going to lose? It's it is a it's going to be a battle for both teams uh okay okay give me your thoughts give me some time i gotta think yeah for sure i think the better overall team is carolina i don't think that's disputable uh 2.84 goals against per game that has them tied for 11th and possession wise they've been one of the best teams in the last few years that didn't change this year they had the third best Corsi rating in the league there's two spots where 
I would give the Rangers an advantage. Uh, and one is obviously offensively. They have absolutely disgusting offensive talent. Artemi Panarin should win the Hart Trophy this year. Based, you know, There's no player more valuable to his team than Artemi Panarin is to the Rangers. Because Abanajad had a breakout year. Uh, I know that was another sore spot for <laughs> Sens fans. But that, off, that forward core is really good. It's really, really good. And then you talk about Tony D'Angelo on defense. I know he's not the most popular guy uh, among fans, but he's a really good hockey player. He's a really, really good hockey player. Uh, he's got a good nose for the net. He's got great offensive instincts. I, I like him a lot in terms, on, in terms of an on-ice perspective. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say the Rangers win this series. Uh, and I think it's going to come down again to goaltending. The Rangers have had three goaltenders yep. this year. They've had Shesterkin, Georgiev, and Lundqvist. Uh, Shesterkin played um, for the majority of the end of the season. He posted a record of 10-2 and two and a 9.32 save percentage. <sighs> He's a young goalie. He's unproven. But I think that with the amount of goals that the Rangers score – and the time that they've had off, I think they're only going to need competent goaltending to win the series. I think Shesterkin is going to give them that advantage. Nothing against Peter Morazic in Carolina. I think he's really solid too. But I think the Rangers' offensive talent powers them through the Hurricanes, probably in five games. I, I, I agree with five games. Uh, when I... When I think about the series, I always, whenever I think about any series, I always try and pick out players or kind of strategies that will be the deciding factor. And I, I struggle for Carolina to get anyone, any, anyone on that team or any, any kind of option on that team that is anything that's like really kind of jumps and pushes outside of their D. I think their defensive core is one of the best in the NHL and definitely one of the best in this, uh, this Eastern. Uh, this Eastern uh, play-ins with, sure. uh, with when you got Slavin, you've got Hamilton, hell Gardner. We all know in the playoffs, he has a lot of other stuff that goes on, but he has experience in these high pressure situations, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that wins playoff series on their own. Like Aho's good. I think, well, Aho's more than good. Aho's fantastic. Uh, but I don't know. I don't see him. Being the per- the type of player that's like, all right, everyone, jump on my back. We're gonna get through this team. We might be up against it. We're gonna push through. I think I'll have some beauties beauties of goals. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, that Justin Williams will will be hungry for this, knowing this might be his gra- last grasp. I think Svechnikov is one of the the most exciting players to watch. Definitely. But- but you put that up against the players that you outlined for the Rangers. No, Panarin is gonna be is gonna be buzzing. This is the first team that I think he's played on since Chicago, and this is not a hate on the Blue Jackets, where I think he's energized to be there, and he's happy about everyone who's surrounding him. Yeah. So I think that he's gonna have such a jump this playoffs. I think that he is going to come in and he is gonna look lights out. I think he's gonna look better than we've ever seen him look before. Uh, which it's kind of hard to say because or, or, to hear that because it's it's Pernarin, the bread mm-hmm. man. This guy's been fantastic for every single season he's played in the NHL. But I think this is his his coming out party of like I know that you put me in elite, put me in the top three. Start mentioning me after McDavid and and Drysaddle and uh, well and Crosby and Melkin like I guess top five. But I think that he absolutely deserves to be up there all the time. 
and I think that this is going to be him proving it to everyone. I think he's going to have an abs- I in five games. I think we're looking at five games. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has seven goals, six or seven goals. Because I think he's absolutely going to light up Mrazek, and I think uh, just because I don't think Mrazek has the uh, the I think he's a fantastic goalie, but he's not he's not an elite goalie. And, no, he's not a game breaker. Th- exactly, he'll he'll do he'll do what he needs to do, and uh, he'll he'll be fine. But I think Panarin is just going to be able to find those spots. He's going to find the uh, find the shots he needs. I think Zabinajad is going to come in at the same level as he was this season, uh, and he's just going to feed the bread man beautiful, beautiful passes and just just walk away in in games like that. I think each game is going to be something dumb, like five three. For yeah. Either team. Uh, <laughs> I could see. I could see that. Yeah. Just uh, and it's going to be swingy. I don't think it's going to. I don't think any team will have, have a, uh, a a a lead for more than a game. Like I think it will go one one two two, and then well of course you can't go three one and then come back in a best of five. But I don't think it's going to be kind of like one of those. Oh, we're battling back. Are we going to be able to com- uh, complete the reverse sweep? I think it's going to be nail-biting uh, series, and I think that Game 5 is going to be really exciting. Yeah, there's pr- there might even be a couple overtime games in this series. Just purely, so. purely from a hockey fan standpoint, I think the Rangers were my favorite team to watch this year. They were so fun to watch. Well, especially given kind of the last few years of the Rangers with their aging core with uh, I think Lungfist is is a fantastic goalie and I I whichever team ends up having him as a goalie coach and on their coaching staff going forward is going to be super lucky because I also think he's incredibly smart mm-hmm. uh, but he he lost his he's 38 39 yeah uh, yeah yeah you just can't you can't keep doing it like I'm I'm 31 and I play <laughs> I uh, I play ball hockey with friggin sends Twitter sometimes and I hurt for months yeah so I know he's in a little bit better shape than I am but it, it's it, your body is gonna start failing you so I think him being able to kind of take a step back and be supportive of these young goalies who are both playing fantastic uh and how he's done all season has given the Rangers more of an identity. And it's allowed them to transition into a, we're a young core, we're a faster core, we're going to give up chances coming back, but our goalie is going to be able to make these saves, and we can take these risks. And I think that's been a a huge night and day difference for the Rangers, uh, just from a pure, pure hockey enjoyment perspective. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, I'm not surprised if Carolina wins, but going with no. my gut, I, I, I got to pick the Rangers in this series. I think that offense is just too electric, and they're going to get some good goaltending, which is going to give them the edge. How far they go after that is something we can talk about. <laughs> but Yeah, we see those uh, those four teams that are waiting for these other teams, and that's, yeah. that's the big scary part. That's, yeah. the, uh, that's the tough part. Yeah, why don't we talk about that? Um, so... If I'm correct here, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, we both... You'll know more than me. (laughs) (laughs) We both have Toronto, Pittsburgh, Florida, and the Rangers moving on. So a perfect consensus from us here, Bosti. Oh, yeah. I guess... uh, Should I have... Maybe, should I like change some votes? Be a little more a little controversial. More? No, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, these ones, yeah, and these ones are kind of the bigger. Uh, yeah. I would say these teams here are. It's so volatile in these play-ins. Agreed. So we might go 0 for 4. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. Pittsburgh's a sure thing. Yeah. I I always try to leave an option open. There is I 
Pittsburgh's a sure thing. I will put a stamp on that. But I uh, think so too. So, but let's look at these. Uh, let's look at these good teams now. The so teams the top... that were undisputedly good during the, <laughs> the regular yeah, and, season. Yeah, and that's putting it lightly because these four teams had an incredible season. The Boston Bruins were the best team in hockey for the entirety of the season. Uh, after that, you have Tampa Bay, who kind of struggled out of the gate, but really found their stride through the latter, uh, I guess, two-thirds of the season. Washington after that, who was just a wagon all year. And the Philadelphia Flyers, who kind of came out of nowhere to surprise people after the season they had last year. They put up a really good season, and they've found themselves in that number four spot uh, in terms of the play-in rounds. Based on how the play in or how the round robin works, uh, I think for me, and it's so tough, uh, I think Boston's going to come out on top. Um, I think Boston will get that number one seed. I think that Tampa will probably seed number two. Uh, Yeah. And and where I think it's going to get a little tricky for me is I think the Flyers are going to edge Washington for that number three spot. I do. Really? Yeah. And the reason for that is uh, it's just the type of game they play. The game they play is a very tight game. Um, I think when we're talking about – actually, you know what? I'm not sure about that. You gotta uh, remember, it's Carter Hardinet who was fantastic, but he's twenty. Yeah, yeah. And can can he stop? It, like that's the big. I guess I put a lot of just playing goal when I was younger and and watching goalies a lot. I always think about these positions these young goalies have, and you think about Ovechkin coming down. Yeah. You've got, <laughs> you've got Pasternak uh, taking your crazy shots, and uh, even Stamkos. Not as good as he used to be, but he can still hit a puck pretty damn hard. Mm-hmm. Is Carter Hart with the Philadelphia defensive core in front of him? Is he going to be able to to stop these guys in the play-ins or in the the round robin? I think the the round robin is going to favor the Flyers a little bit. Okay. Um, in the sense that some of the elite skill, um, it might be just a step behind out of the gate. Um, you know, passes might be just a little too far. Shots might be just a little bit wide. Um, so in that sense, I think when you're talking about the Flyers that are a team who doesn't rely on the top heavy skill like the Bruins do and the Lightning do, uh, and even Washington to an extent, I, I think they have a little bit of an advantage in that sense. But I think all things considered, I'm going to go with the safe bet and I am going to go with Washington in that number <laughs> three spot. Um, but again, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, there's going to be no. so much chaos here, but, and to tell you the truth, I even like this scenario a little better because that would have a Pittsburgh and Philadelphia first round yeah. matchup. That's uh, exactly what I'm, uh, I'm hoping for. I want, I need, I need to see that again. When was the last time they did that? Oh man. Was it, 20, but was it that crazy series? Tw- it was 2018. It was. Yeah. yeah. It, oh. Okay, yeah. no, I think I'm, I'm remembering the series before that where everything, they were high-scoring, huge every brawls. Every it series is crazy with these teams, man. <laughs> it's such fun hockey. Okay, so I think if – are you in agreement well, with me there? Sorry? I, I, I'm, I'm – the Tampa one's the hard one for me. Mm. I Like, I'm looking at – see, I'm thinking back to Tampa last year when they were – when they got upset 
due to kind of arrogance, I think. They didn't think Columbus would come in and play the style that they did. Right. They took stupid penalties. They Well, they took stupid suspensions. Yeah. Uh, and that, that really was a big factor. So I think that I, – I think they're going to still be second. I think that they will. and But I don't think they're going to be fantastic. I yeah. think they're going to look a little nervous. Uh, I think they're going to heat up as, as this – this tournament goes on but i wouldn't be surprised to see them lose games that they they looked like they were they were in control and they just have a mental lapse and then all of a sudden washington pots three on them so i can see i can see washington coming second but i'm i'm gonna go safe and uh, and say t- it will be boston tampa washington philadelphia couple cowards on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i know we're like oh we could make a hot take here but let's uh let's trust the numbers yeah so, uh, i so mean what else uh, what else can you trust right uh, i think if we had had a full season and seeing how teams looked at the end of the year it would have been different uh, but with this three-month layoff you kind of just have to re- look at things on paper and see how they're going to work out um, okay. I think uh, experience is going to be huge too. Definitely. Uh, just these these teams like Boston and uh, Pittsburgh will have these players who have done this multiple multiple times and know how to to control a room and control the momentum. So that's that's big to me. For sure. I think so. With that, um, our first round bracket is yeah. Toronto and Boston. Fun. Uh, well, but doesn't whoever gets first seed gets to choose, right? I Isn't don't think so. It? I think first seed plays. Did they plays, change that? Yeah, first seed plays eight and eighth and ninth. Okay, okay then. Uh, then I yes, believe yes. I could be wrong there, but I'm sure Boston would probably, you know, yeah, pick, pick the Leafs out of those four teams anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah. Toronto, Boston, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, uh, Florida, Tampa, which would be fun, and be real good. the Rangers and the Capitals, which so I also think is great. That's going to be a great series. Rivalry. I think. With those matchups, if it does fall this way, this is one of the best first rounds, I say again with air quotes, uh, that the playoffs have ever seen. I think so, too. Yeah, it, it's going to be really they're, competitive. Their grudge matches, well, outside of, what's it, Florida-Washington, who, not much, but you got, you have just a lot of excitement. You've got a lot of stuff on the table and a lot to prove, and I am pumped <laughs> if, it, if it falls this way. Uh, why don't we run through this really quick? Yeah. Uh, Toronto and Boston, man. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it, it's fun. we have fun dumping on the Leafs, but I, I really don't. I really want to be careful um, against sounding biased because I really do think the Leafs are a good team. They're a talented team, uh, but I, I don't see any way the Bruins lose that series. Do you? No, I think it's a a ninety ten. 90% yeah. chance that the Bruins win it in six. Yeah. Five or six. And again, it, I think I think the Leafs, if you match them up against the Lightning, I, I could see the Leafs winning that. You Me match too. them up against Washington, I could even see the Leafs winning that. But against Boston, yeah. I don't think they it's... have a uh, an opportunity to uh, to break through that, that top line. That we've seen them try it multiple years in a row. Yeah, they have a new coach. It's kind of the, still the same teams. I take that Boston top line over the uh, the Toronto top line in the playoffs any day. I really season. I don't know, but in the playoffs, I think that it's a whole different beast, and that they will they'll just be able to do what they do. Yeah, it's hardly a hot take, but I I, <laughs> I do believe Boston is the team to beat in these playoffs. Uh, I said it from the beginning of the year that Boston is the team that probably has the best chance of winning the cup. 
and I'm not going to reveal it yet, but I don't have the Bruins winning the cup. I have another team winning the cup. Me too. Um, me too. Woohoo. Uh, there we go. There's the controversy. <laughs> uh, we'll have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be Tuka Rask stealing the show again. It's going to be Boston's forward depth eating the Leafs up, especially on that blue line. Um, I, I'm taking oh, yeah. Boston as well. I, you know, I, I don't see the Leafs winning that series. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. This is an interesting one because I think a lot of teams sleep on the Flyers. I really do. I think the Flyers kind of flew under the radar this year as one of the better teams in hockey. Uh, what are your initial indications from that one? So I, I will agree with you that the Flyers are better than people perceive. And you know what? They came second in the Metro. We're not talking second in the Atlantic, which no offense to Tampa, that's easy. You've yeah. got you've got Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo stinking it up that you play six times a year. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> like hell. I could be on a team and still probably get two two out of the wins against them. But uh, they they put up good numbers all year round, and they put up kind of we use the term a lot. I find sneaky good, but they were sneaky good. People weren't paying attention to them. They were pesky. Mm-hmm. They were in games they had no uh, no business being in. They're also missing one of their young stars in uh, – oh, no. I always forget names on Patrick. Podcasts. Nolan Patrick. Yeah, exactly. Who? Uh, <laughs> let's hope that he can get out of the uh, the post-concussion and these migraines that he's dealing with. Yeah. That's awful for, for someone that age. Especially uh, someone that talented, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're robbing us of some good stuff, but that didn't stop them. It wasn't like, well, we had Patrick uh, slotted in for this role and we didn't have him. And if he scored 10 goals, then maybe we'd be talking. That's a little dig at uh, old Oilers management. (laughs) But but they persevered through that. And I think they might be the most cohesive group in all of the playoffs, East and West, that play kind of like that Ottawa style where they just snuck through uh, through rounds that no one expected them to sneak through because everyone was doing everything. They were giving up their body for shots. They were pushing. You have some leaders on the ice, and you've got some, some young talent that are kind of overperforming at times. That being said, I think that the fact that Crosby, Melkin, and Latang have been able to rest up and get their bodies back and things, I can't see Pittsburgh losing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. All right, there we go. It's our first – this is our big fight. Uh, uh, I, I – okay, <laughs> go for it. The Philadelphia Flyers are going to win this series. Uh, that is one of the things I am most confident about in these playoffs. Um, and the reason being is there's been very little – in the way of controversy in net for the Flyers. I think Carter Hart is their start starter, and I think he's going to emerge as one of the better goalies in the league the next few years. Yeah. Uh, in terms, the Flyers roll four lines. Uh, you know, their, their talent is at the top of the lineup, obviously, but I really like them. They score more goals than the Penguins. They give up uh, less goals than the Penguins. Is that due to, um, you know, the... Crosby and Malkin being gone for or having spells of injuries, probably. And, you know, but (laughs) I think with the, with the Penguins missing Gensel, which I still think they're going to be. um, I think so too. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last update, but that, that was such a horrific injury that he had to deal with. Yeah. Um, I I like the Flyers. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is going, or sorry, Philadelphia is going to frustrate the Penguins into losing this series. Um, I think uh, guys like Scott Lawton are really going to have a big a big series. I think Voracek is probably going to have a good playoffs with some rest. Uh, 
you know, I, I don't really have a lot to go on in terms of like tangible stats and whatever. I'm hoping you're right. Yeah. I would love to watch Pittsburgh uh, bow out here. Well, but... it would be really good. It would be really cool to see that uh, that Flyers team do really well. Um, yeah. And- and yeah. Given the rivalry too, it's almost like a passing of the torch because the Penguins have a uh, have a time limit. Mm-hmm. As, well, well, I thought their time limit was passed, but then <laughs> then you see them play and you're like, how yeah. how are you still so good? It's all still so old. As long as they uh, <laughs> keep producing good young goaltenders, the Penguins yeah. aren't going anywhere. Yeah, how friggin' lucky are they? You know what? Like <laughs> they get they give up Flurry and they're like, yeah, but we got two more that we can choose from. And I I think Flurry's a good goalie, but he also had a lot of stuff he was kind of missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it's absurd. They also gave up Gustafson, who you know what? He's still taking some time to get seasoned. But like, what the hell? Stop drafting so well. I hate <laughs> this team. <laughs> like, come on! It's stupid. This shouldn't be allowed. Save oh. some for the rest of us. <laughs> um so uh you have Pittsburgh moving on then from that Yeah, series? I got I got I got the Pings, the Penguins the going pings. on past this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's ever called them the Pings in their life. I've trademark TMTM, no one steal this. I'm going to make t-shirts, <laughs> sell them outside of the igloo or whatever it's called now and uh <laughs> make $38 or whatever. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> next one we've got Florida Tampa Bay. I think this is another easy one for both of us. I think we're yeah, both yeah, taking yeah. the Lightning. Yeah, um, exactly. I think I think the the Islanders and the Florida Panthers, albeit goodish teams, yeah. are the biggest frauds in here. Yeah. Like, well, oh, no, no, sorry, Montreal. But I'm not even considering them a team in this playoffs at this point. They are here only to lose games quickly and then hope that they get Lafreniere. Those pieces of shit uh, <laughs> is how I'm looking at them in this thing. But I think the Islanders and the Panthers are both teams that, if we went the full 82 games, wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I never saw it yeah. happen for them. I think the Rangers might have been able to sneak in. I think that the Bla- the Blue Jackets definitely would have snuck in in one of those final spots. But uh, it's easy Washington. Yeah. Easy, 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 easy. Easy Tampa, you mean? Uh, easy Tampa, yeah. sorry. Easy Tampa on, yeah. on this one. Bobrovsky, to me, has Tampa's number. Like, there's a chance he could just show out and maybe steal this one. Um given that uh, Florida's firepower is nothing to sneeze at. But Tampa, when you factor in their blue line, Hedman, Sergachev, like that, that Tampa team's going to beat Florida. Um, and, and this is where I'm thinking Tampa starts looking good. Yeah, I think that I think so they're going to have moments in these uh, the round robin when they're kind of trying to get their footing. But I think that they're going to start rolling in these systems against a team that they are allowed to kind of beat up on. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a huge boon for them moving on. I think so, too. I think they're going to show their depth in that series. I think they're going to show why they're one of the better teams in the league, and it's not just because of their scoring. Next from there, the final series will be the Rangers and the Capitals. I think this has the potential to be one of the best series throughout the playoffs. (laughs) Agreed. But I I do think Washington is going to win it. It might take six. It might take seven. But I think the Capitals are coming out of that one. Now, the biggest thing I have for the Capitals – maybe losing at this this juncture is their goaltending yeah uh you've you've got holtby who has proved himself to be a hell of a playoff performer uh but such a disappointing season Mm -hmm. and even last season he had some bad moments 
and his playoffs were good last year, but it wasn't the Holtby level. So do you run with Holtby? That's I do. That's my biggest question. I, I do to. too. I put a lot of I put a lot of uh, stock in goalie experience. And Samsonov is an unbelievable young talent, but I think he needs time to, to watch uh, NHL playoffs and maybe get, if he gets into a game or two, that won't be a bad thing. Uh, and if Holtby is the Holtby that you'd expect, Holtby to Holtby, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that they win the series. But if he is not, I, I see the Rangers. That's a good one. That, that's I a good point. I see the Rangers going through just because of the, the, the talent up front, and I don't think that uh, Washington's D is outstanding. I think they're fine, but it's not like you're you're not looking at Carolina where I think uh, uh, stifling defensive core yeah. like that can contain a top line with Panarin and uh, kind of make them have to really fight there. Mm-hmm. I think that pan, the Pan Man, the Red Man, will be able to uh, just kind of go where he pleases, take the shots he wants, and if Olby is not 100% at the top of his game, he can take over that series too. But I'm hoping, and I'm thinking Holtby will be what what people expect of him, and he will uh, lead the the Capitals and Ovechkin into another round. Holtby could have very well won the Conn Smythe when when they won the Cup a couple of years ago. So I I think he emerges in that playoff form that we saw him from before, and I I do think Washington takes that one. He's also the kind of player who I think uh, will spend these three months very reflective. Oh, yeah. And come in uh, incredibly uh, with a very strong mental fortitude, which is what you need in, in, a, in this kind of situation. Definitely. And he's not going to let his struggles that, that hit him throughout this season really slow him down. Yeah. So moving on to the next round, I'm taking Boston over the Flyers. Um, Boston's just. Better goaltending, better blue line, better forwards. Boston's just the all-around better team. No disrespect to the Flyers, but the Bruins are the class of the league. Who do you got coming out of Boston and Pittsburgh? I got Pittsburgh. Wow. Yeah, I think I think that uh, I think it's I think it's going to be one of the best uh, series of either either conferences playoffs if it goes down this way. I think that you've got the experience on both ends, and it's been a while since we've seen Boston Pittsburgh, right? It has, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see this lineup. Uh, I see Rask being outstanding, but I see Melkin. I, I think about the power that Melkin can bring and uh, and push through players and really kind of fight their way in. And uh, I see that I see that being the the deciding factor. I think Melkin is going to be able to to take over against some of the uh, the lines that Boston rolls. Yeah. And uh, and push push the uh, the Penguins into uh, into the not the is that the finals? No, no. That's the conference Eastern final. Conference finals. Yeah, I'm like we've already done two though. How is there more? <laughs> uh, and push them into the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I think it's going to be a seven game series. I think that it will be some of the best hockey that we've seen in a long time. But I see uh, I see Boston's age catching up to them. Which I is think, funny to say against the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think for me, um, I think for me the only way Boston loses that series is if they do get bogged down by injuries. I think Rask outperforms pretty much every other goaltender in the oh, playoffs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it wouldn't shock me, but I, I, I would have Boston beating Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh is I, your first team in the conference final. I'm putting a lot of uh, hope and maybe, and thinking back to the Penguins of past where they've struggled is always injury-based on their older players. And I'm hoping that the three months off has let 
them get back to 100% and able to play these uh, these series and, and push for, push through and get another stupid good playoff performance. Yeah. I, Pittsburgh's definitely not a team to sleep on. No. Um, who do you have coming out of Tampa Bay and Washington? Uh, and this one's this one's the hardest. It is. Ooh, Tampa. And really? This, I haven't I haven't thought about this. This is pure gut. I think this is after Tampa's warmed up and they're going. They're going to have such a thing, such a. Uh, they they're going to want to prove themselves after yeah. last year. I think back to was it Philly 2013 when Philly made that cup run. No, it was Boston. I'm thinking of Boston when they won the cup was the year after they got reverse swept by Philly. It was, yep. And I remember, (laughs) which was great, uh, I remember watching that team and just thinking they aren't going to lose. They will not lose in the East no matter what because they were so embarrassed last year. Yeah, they had something to prove. And I think that Tampa's going to be nervous because of last year and with this time off kind of making things kind of come into question again. But I think that they're going to get rolling and all their players are going to want to just be able to uh, to say, yeah, so what if we lost against the Blue Jackets after we had the best season ever? We won the and Cup the next year. They're not my cup winner. But like I think that's the mentality that they're going to have. And I think that's going to be able to push them past Washington. I'm going with the Capitals this time. Uh Washington is a team that in the playoffs, um, especially recently, has had Tampa's number. I think Washington plays the exact type of game that causes trouble for Tampa. They play a hard-hitting physical game, and even their skill players play really physical. Um, I yes. think I think Washington is going to beat up on Tampa's defense in the corner. I think it's going to be a lot of dump-ins, big hits from Wilson and Ovechkin. Uh, I think Holtby will play well enough to give the Capitals to run support probably another six given seven game series mm-hmm. but I'm gonna take Washington um I think good. I think yeah I think I'm motivated no matter what, it's I think we're good. gonna see yeah. a motivated Ovechkin again too um, Me too. so and, and sorry I, I could abs- I could absolutely see him also just laughing at everything I just said uh, <laughs> and just being like no no I'm gonna score 15 <laughs> like, oh for sure like chill out Matt <laughs> you forgot that I'm here I am I am going to just pot goals from wherever the hell I want and go take a hike. So your conference final is Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. Who do you have yep. coming out? It's it's got to be the Berg. Wow. I think I think that uh I think that Crosby is going to uh just be able to lead lead the team once again past uh past some some people who are or another team that might be more skilled and uh and waltz into the finals. I think that they're gonna they're gonna make short work of Tampa in this in this state. I think it will be a five game series, uh, just because I think Pittsburgh too will. Uh, or I think Tampa has a harder series to get in with Washington. Tampa's gonna uh, go to war with Washington, yeah. Well, that's exactly it. So I think that Pittsburgh, yeah, Boston's gonna be nuts. But I also think that both of those teams are are older and sure they're gonna be physical or it's gonna be hard hitting and Chara might ragdoll someone here and there. But I think that both teams are gonna be a little bit more reserved when it comes to going into that all out brawl style. Uh, and they're just gonna be able to come in and beat a Tampa that still has to uh, try and catch their breath from from Washington. So my conference final is the Bruins and the Capitals. Hell yeah. This is tough for me. This is really tough because <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time 
seeing Boston lose to anybody. Just based on talent and Rask, it's really hard for me to envision them losing any series. But I'm going to go with the Capitals. You got the Caps? I do. I think... What's their factors? I wanna, I, I, I'm, I'm curious for this one. Boston has never, ever, especially in the last few years, gotten deep into the playoffs without injuries. I think ha- having the matchups they have against the Leafs, against the Flyers uh, in my bracket, I really think Boston's going to get beat up. I think uh, guys like Bergeron and maybe even Chara are going to go down at some point. Uh, and whether they continue to play or whether they're actually relegated to the press box, I think injuries are going to do Boston in. And I think Washington is going to steal a seven-game series. Uh, I think, Wash, I, you know, it's tough when you eliminate things like home ice advantage and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But to me, I think uh, Washington's forward core, again, um, they're so big and they're so strong and so physical. I think a beat-up Boston team is going to be in trouble against that Washington squad. Um, again, not discounting the Bruins. The Bruins could and probably should win that series. But I'm taking the Capitals representing the East in the Stanley Cup Final. So you've got Pittsburgh and I've got Washington, Boston. That's a really, That's- really interesting combo. It's kind of depressing because it's like, hey, we've seen these teams go this far so often. Yeah. Like, I, I love a... Uh, See, like, I'm weird when it comes to uh, who I cheer for in the playoffs when the Sens are out because I want new teams to go mm-hmm. deep, but I don't want them to win if it's before Ottawa. So <laughs> it's this weird <laughs> thing where I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, it's the same teams as always. But I'm happy, uh, or, but I don't want them to be able to, or a new team. Like, I'd hate if uh, if Florida or the Islanders won before Ottawa. Yeah, I'd hate that. I'd hate that so much. But it is what it is. No, I think uh, I think that you and I both made some real good points, and I'm excited to see how this all plays out. And it's been so long. I think at this point we're just dying to see some hockey. Uh, yeah, ho- yeah, it does not matter. Like hell, I'm gonna put on like if if some Timbits intermission hockey is going on, <laughs> I will watch that. Let us see these 20 kids run into each other and just slowly slide a puck behind the goalie that fell over. Like I am down to cheer for that stuff. Bossy, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week when we break down the West and predict ask, our cup winners. Oh shoot, sorry. I was sorry. gonna ask. Yeah, is is the uh, is this your cup winner though? Is the Eastern Conference gonna be the cup winner, or do we want to tease that? Maybe we should just tease that. Yeah, I'm not gonna give okay. it away because I think mine right. is probably gonna surprise you. Ooh, but, I'm excited. But yeah, thank you for doing mine, it, man. My, see, I, I think my cup winner, I guess maybe this is giving away, is also I'm thinking is going to surprise you. So I think it would be absolutely hilarious <laughs> if we have the same weird pick. Well, we're going to find out next week. Thank you for being here, brother. I really <laughs> thank appreciate Thank you for it. having me. This was a blast. Uh, again, I don't know why you chose me for actual hockey thought. <laughs> it's just hockey yelling. That's my strong suit. But this was, uh, this was a lot of fun. It was, and I'm really psyched for next week. Gang, I'm sure you're excited, excited for next week, too. Thank you for listening, as always. Make sure you follow Bosti on the Twitter, at Matt Bosti, as well as me, at Brandon Mackey underscore better now. Choice. Better, better choice. Better choice. It is better a better t- choice. Better takes. There's like actual hockey thought there. Like maybe a third of my tweets are hockey. The other third are just pure nonsense. (laughs) Well, there will be more of that nonsense next week. Folks, make sure you like the podcast, share the podcast with your friends, download, subscribe, and hit it with that five-star rating. Because when you do, you make a puppy smile when you give the podcast a five-star rating. 
Please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. We will see you next week to predict the Western Conference and our Stanley Cup champs. Take care, y'all.